turn my uh, microphone on. Yeah, hello everybody. Welcome. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So of course it's UK Cowboys time. And welcome everybody. It is the Thanksgiving special. How are we doing, everyone? Yeah, not too much. Tonight, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we do have other people who are coming. Up. If all goes to plan, if all goes to plan, we do have others that are going to join us. But we do have the man who helps. He helps make this show possible. It is, of course, the man, the CEO of Cowboys Experience, the great and powerful Barry Griffiths. How are we doing, sir? All right. How, how are you all doing? Happy Thanksgiving and uh, to you all. And hope you eat a lot of turkey tomorrow and, or Thursday, I guess. So. Sorry, all these guys are running together, getting ready for the big game Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, like we was talking on the phone um, last year with what happened with COVID and all the rest of it, you were fairly quiet. And now all of a sudden, every time I speak to you, it's like, what's going on? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And it's like, <laughs> yes, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that you're busy. You. <laughs> <laughs> got hey, our, mate, I... got our lineup finalized for tomorrow. So we have, um, we have Michael Gallup, Jaron Curse, uh, Rocket Ishmael, and uh, Kenny, and uh, Lincoln Coleman. So got a pretty good lineup nice. for tomorrow. All right, and we have joining us straight. It is, of course, yes, we have our very own MVP of uh, <laughs> Cowboys Media. It's the great Hackman. Man, y'all, I'm so sorry. Y'all see what happened with me? You know, I do a couple podcasts. I start showing up late. I think I'm some kind of superstar, right? But that's not the, that is not the case. I don't know what's going on, man. It's like, I think I have everything set up, or at least I think I do, and then all of a sudden, I don't. So I apologize, guys. What's going on? Let me... Wow! Wow! That's you okay? Yeah, yeah look I mean, at that. Look at that. I, I, I brightened up fast, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that, that's that what you do. You just you brighten up the room, Mac. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's going on, Barry? I got Barry in the building. What's going on, man? Man, I tell you, it's been how long since we first met online here with these guys? I still haven't met you. We got to We got to get together. I don't. I don't it know was the draft it, show. It was. It was. Yep. A, it was a draft show, Lauren. Boy, Lauren, you're looking good out there. Look at you, Lauren. You're looking like a stud. Oh, that's a man. That's a man out there. That's a man, boy. I like that. That's my guy. How y'all doing? I'm sorry. I just came in and interrupted y'all whole conversation that I was just having. I you're okay. That's what you're here for. You're here to interrupt us and correct uh, and right our wrongs. Because uh, as I always tell you, we're like we we very rarely get anything right on this show, so that's why we need somebody like yourself to get the truth from the booth into the building. Now, Mike, that's you. You you are all those self inflicted <laughs> wounds. You bring that all on yourself. I do. Uh, I do. <laughs> I, I managed to mess it up somewhere along the line. Don't worry about that. But it's a Thanksgiving special. Uh, yeah. Um, we will see what goes on throughout the show as more people join and drift in and out, if it all goes to plan. But there's okay. a lot going on. Um, but we are basically to, to do a double show. So we'll quickly, and I say quickly for good reason, we'll touch on the Chiefs game uh, that happened on Sunday. Okay. Quickly break that down. Okay. So luckily we've got 
the experience of Heckman to help us guide us through that. And then we'll look there most importantly at the Vegas game and talk all about that uh, and throw in a few other little tidbits, um, what everybody's Thanksgiving traditions are and what they like. Um, but I thought, first of all, to kick things off, we'll talk first of all to Barry about Cowboys experience because he's the sponsor of the show and he's always here in tradition for Thanksgiving. What's uh, going on with Cowboys experience, first of all, Barry? What you got planned for this year and next year? You said you're doing a double show. Does that mean a uh, 24 hour, another 24 hour? <laughs> 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 we will not be doing that again. Can I, can I ask Heckman? Well, Barry. Mr. Harris, what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow afternoon? Uh, tomorrow afternoon, what am I doing? Uh, I, nothing. Four. Or actually Three to two four. to four. Two to four. Uh, I have a podcast in the morning. I have some coaches interviews. And after that, I think I'm relatively free. If you if you have a couple minutes, we're going to be at the uh, Texas Lottery Plaza with uh, with Michael Gallup, Jerron Curse, uh, Rocket, and uh, Kenny and Lincoln. So if you have some time, you want to swing by. Uh, okay. Oh, good deal. Check us out. See what you think. All oh, good, man. I um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my information. <laughs> See, and that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing people together. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into this first of all. This loss that happened on the weekend. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean. The first thing I put in my notes when I was writing it down, the very first thing I put down was O-line. Five sacks, 18 pressures coming in. Um, majority of that coming from the middle of the line. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but we've spoken about this on the show before, and I think we have with you as well, Hetma, that the offensive line really needs to be a cohesive unit. You want that to be the, the, the same five guys as much as possible. And it just seems to me the timing with Terrence Steele on the, le on the left combined with putting Conor McGovern on the left, the timing against the Chiefs seems a bit weird to me. Like, why didn't you go without the week before against the Falcons and try to move it on? It just seems a bit discombobulated to me. I don't know what you think. Well, I tell you, it's uh, I, I thought personally maybe it was the wrong week to try McGovern uh, because yep. the overused word that we use around here is continuity. Uh, everybody's worried about continuity. Uh, but truly, man, from what I've discovered, it's just like at, at certain points in every season, you're going to lose guys due to injury. We yeah. all hope, you know, no one gets hurt. You could go through a NFL season 100% healthy, but it never happens for, for any of the teams. Uh, and so our time and when we got hit, it just happened to happen during a stretch of some of the most difficult games that we were having, right? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, with it being our quarterback being injured, uh, whatever it be, whatever it was, this, I'm just thinking about facing the Vikings when we were missing. Uh, obviously, yeah. Dak was out. Um, and Tyron Smith has been out for three games so far. So we've had to do a lot of this without some of our key star at stars. So not only that, as we point to the offense, I think it's even more significant to point out all the losses on the defense uh, that yeah. we've had. But no one talks about that because the defense is shining and you're getting those interceptions and turnovers. So yeah. it's kind of hard to point your finger at something that's being pr productive as the defense is being. But honestly, guys, I think we're we're just at a point in the season. Every team is going through this. Guys are, mm -hmm. are, are injured. Our offense has done the best that they possibly could uh, at the time. Coach Philbin has done a damn good job of putting 
uh, Terrence Steele uh, in the right position. I think right tackle. I think we all will agree he was a lot better yep. at right tackle than he was in left tackle. But, you know, here's a guy that has been willing to fail in front of everybody but try and get it right on the job. I mean, he's had his success, but he's also had his failures. Now, where I am most concerned, I will be completely honest with you, is at the left guard position. I, yeah. I, I feel as though, you know, we've talked about blueprints and all of this from Vic Vangio from, um, from Denver playing us a, a certain way. I think the teams have discovered that we're, we're weakest in the middle from our center to our left guard. And this isn't a secret in the NFL. They just take their best guys and put them where you're weakest in your offensive line. So, An attack, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things that we're starting to see, and especially we, I think we got a big old spoonful of it last week uh, with, <laughs> with Jones. And so it's right now it's got us evaluating every part of our offense. But, guys, teams have actually been doing this to us every week. <laughs> this is yeah, the first I, time that it paid off. I, I, I'll get to the running game in a moment because that's – until I, I haven't seen the all 22 to break it back down a bit. So I'm only going off what I've initially seen. But me and Jamie were talking uh, yesterday about the game. And the thing that I, I noted and what I was saying to Jamie is I said, look, what the, their defense was doing was daring us to beat them deep. It was one-on-one coverage on the outside playing press man. And they were crashing seven men into the line blitzing. And they were blitzing at an extremely high rate too. Uh, they do generally. And it mm-hmm. just seemed to be that our wide receivers just weren't able to get free. And you could see Dak, his hip, by looking at his hips and the way he's moving, he's trying to go through his progressions, but none of those wide receivers were getting open. <laughs> and just to make a note of that, I went and had a look that his completions and attempts of 10 yards or more, he had four completions on 17 attempts for 53 yep. yards. And that's on passes of 10 yards or more. Oof. And he's, he's normally very... Adept at completing these ten-yard passes. So yeah, it's bread you know, and butter. That just goes to show how how bad things were. He just, you know, he he was constantly under pressure. Um, I mean, Neil uh, Chris Jones was making a, a mockery of um, Zach Martin as well. I mean, one yeah, one of the sacks he did. And uh, again, that's uh, that was the. The, the stats that were coming out about how he'd played 1,401 snaps in yeah, however yeah, many yeah. years and only that's given it. up one sack, yeah. you know, uh, that's that's another one of these things. As soon as you see that, we had earlier in the year, you had Amari Cooper had 52 targets, didn't drop a ball. The next, the next pass <laughs> yeah. comes towards and it gets dropped, you know, it's like, oh, my God. Commentator's then, curse. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> I think obviously we finished up the show on Thursday um, last week, and then Friday, you know, it comes out that Mary's got COVID, and then Rich comes on on Saturday morning and says that you know Bossman fats out, and then yeah. comes on Sunday and goes, oh, Tyron's not playing, and you're, you're just thinking, oh God, right, okay, can I can yeah. I cash out my, can I cash out my bet now or? <laughs> you know, yeah. It, but, it was what they wanted, that it, it wasn't the spectacle that everybody was expecting. There was, no. I mean, the two, two of the most exciting quarterbacks in this league, two explosive offences, and it was just, it was just a dud one. It? it was what, no disrespect to me, it was like watching sometimes just like two struggling teams that got a, one victory, and it was just like, it was waiting for that one play to kind of break up in the game. And every time we went for it, it just didn't materialise. And it was like, and 
it was just like a complete lull sometimes. And I covered I covered the game on Twitter and try to keep positivity going and people going, oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's just one play, just we yeah. need one play. Then obviously CD Lamb went out and it's just like this isn't just gonna happen at all. And I I've uh, <laughs> I've have been there before, Jamie. I was covering the game on the Denver game <laughs> and that crowd can be tough. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they'll they'll come at you. Um, but it, it, the bit that confused me the most is just this running game at the moment, uh, and that Zeke, I, I think he's averaging three point six yards per carry at, in the last, I think, four games. It might be three. I could be wrong. I mean, this just completely baffles me. And people are saying, "Oh, well, Pollard had a good game. It was fifty yards." And it's like, yeah, but bear in mind, thirty-one yards of those came on one trick play. Yeah, I, the, I don't know. This is where I need your help, Heckman. Where's it going wrong with the running game lately? Is it uh, injuries? Is, no, Conditioning? Is Zeke, is Zeke okay? I think that, that's probably the big question. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that if you look at – it's just like last year, right? We, we attributed a lot of what was going on last year uh, offensively to the offensive line struggles. We opened up the show talking about how the offensive line has struggled, how Dak has yep. struggled. It's yep. hard to establish anything – if your offensive line isn't in rhythm and you aren't pushing guys off the ball and you're actually uh, getting pushed back. And that's just, that's literally uh, what what's happening to us. Right. And it's in football, when you go back and evaluate, and that's the great thing about football, there's always cause and effect. There's it's yeah. always a reason in football. And that's why it's so black and white and so clear. But, you know, I, I think that Zeke, and I, if you've just observed the Cowboys while they play, Zeke looks like he's hurt. He's yeah. something's going on in it with his lower body. I've, I've watched mm -hmm. him get up a few times, and it's like mm, you could tell, man, the guy's just not springing up uh, like he usually has. But you know, ten games into the season, you don't know what guys are dealing with. He doesn't show up on the injury report. Uh, yeah. Everybody, everybody has a contusion. So if you don't, if I don't see him on the injury report and, and and nothing is being made of it, but I can tell, and you can tell from the way that he's running that he may be laboring a little bit. That's just, mm. and man, I, I just hadn't said that out loud, but I've been thinking, <laughs> uh, I haven't, I, I've been thinking it this whole time, like something ain't right, you know? Yeah, so maybe a little hurt. I, I'm just wondering, like, you know, because you got a nice stretch or of. of teams after so you've got new orleans who are dealing with their own injury problems at the moment right and i'm just thinking that if zeke is dealing with all of this my thought is shut zeke down for a week if needs be especially as you get into the colder part of the season huh mike it mike football don't work like that you know i know i know football it, it players play football. It, you know it don't work like that and, and yeah, I, yeah. I think if you try to tell zeke if it, it however percentage-wise healthy he is, that he would play, he would probably raise a lot of heck yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's these guys are warriors, and they're going to go out and compete. Mm -hmm. I think that Zeke, and especially if you're just comparing Kansas City, Kansas City dared us to run the – it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to load the box, and we're yeah. going to take away this running game. And that's why I think teams are so – you're so surprised that the Cowboys' offense – hasn't been blistering teams because they're playing our guys on the outside, man to man. Look, we went into that game without Amari Cooper. Mike, Lauren, Jamie, you guys don't understand how Barry, how much attention goes to Amari Cooper and yeah. him on that side mm -hmm. and what they have to do. They have to adjust their whole coverage because mm -hmm. of Amari Cooper. So, 
look, when you only have C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, and I'm not saying that that's, that's nothing to have to concentrate on, but that's a lot less to worry about when you don't have Amari Cooper out there. And I just think, look, when teams are loading the box, they're challenging Dak to actually find the receiver quick. And you're talking about those short throws that he was making. He ha it, That was his only uh, safety. That was his only he heaven yeah. uh, is to find the short receiver. And it, he was having a hard time finding those because he was under such duress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to reiterate your point, Amari Cooper, uh, I've got <laughs> I got that stat too, that he is the second most double-covered wide receiver in the NFL. He's double-covered on 51% of his plays. <laughs> the only other player co double-covered more than him is Devontae Adams. Cause and effect, my friend. So I'm just yeah. saying, that, that's, that's all it is. When we don't have to double that one guy and we can put an extra defender in the box, it just crowds everything that you do. You got five on eight or five on seven. It's yeah. hard for, and especially the kind of zone runs that we run when we're not pulling guards mm -hmm. and we're just zoning to one side. I think yeah. that's the hardest for Zeke sometime to try and get up there. He hasn't get up in there. He hasn't had a 100-yard rush. He hadn't rushed for 100 yards since the Giants game. And yeah. so, yeah. That, I mean, that's just that should tell you everything that you need to know about how he struggled and how tough it's been and how teams are just saying, you know what? We're not going to let you beat us and get this offense uh, offense going. And you saw Atlanta try the same thing, and you saw how that worked out for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, and, you know, I was talking about that, that, you know, they you could see the defenders playing press man. And ironically, the two wide receivers that are most best at beating press man, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, there's a game plan out the window. Yeah. Yep. No, that's, that's uh, absolutely true. But um, the only other note I made was Cedric Wilson's drop pass on the shovel. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a drop pass happen there. But the other one on the drop passes was there was four drop passes that if they'd been caught would have equated to a first down. So instantly mm. there's parts of the game there that are, are falling apart. But let, I wanted to move very quickly because this is the shining part of the Cowboys at the moment. Okay. And I think they're on the cusp of this Cowboys defense. I'm not saying they are yet. I'm right. I'm. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm no, holding ahead, back Mike. a little bit. Go holding ahead, back Mike. a little bit. Yeah. Only a little bit, Hackma. I'm just. I'm doing the Hackma thing. I'm just holding back a little bit. Yeah. Hold back. I'm not holding back nothing. So what? Are you <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's. I think it's on the verge of becoming something great. I think it's very, very close. But at the moment, they rank eighth in the NFL in points allowed per game, which yeah. is, it's not that bad when you look at that. That's. Not, it's all right. It's all about points. But let me give it to you this way. The Cowboys were down three points to 16 with 14 minutes and 30 seconds in the second quarter. After that, this is what the Cowboys defense did to the Chiefs. Punt, punt, fumble on a strip sack by Micah Parsons, interception, punt, field goal, missed field goal, punt. And that's the Chiefs where they had all their starting offensive players for the first time this season. Mm, that's, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's uh, that sounds good. Uh, and when you think this is... That's there, Mike. Good job. You see that? You see that, Barry? <laughs> Barry, he rattled those stats off pretty quick, didn't he? It scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he must not be sleeping over there. He's not sleeping. He's I, 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 hey. I think the other thing as well, I mean, if... You're not sending in the, the game film? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re rewind. Fast forward. Yeah. Rewind. 
I think the other thing as well, if you said to me that we were only going to give up 19 points, Pat Mahomes was only going to pass for, what was it, 216 yards or so? Yeah. He was going to have an interception. He was going to have a fumble pass. I would have said that was a win. Get You know, the, the defence did its job. I mean, yes, there was the odd laps where, and, and this sort of goes back to what we were talking about with what Amari Cooper does. You look at the way they were trying to attack Tyreek Hill. And at one point, Tyreek Hill took the whole of one side of the defence out left. Who was it? Parker opened for that 31-yard gain as well. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the equivalent of what Amari Cooper does for our offence. We didn't have that. The guys... Uh, C.D. Lamb was having to sort of assume Amari Cooper's role. Uh, Gallup was trying to assume uh, two other people's roles, and it, yeah. you know, it's easier when it, your your number one receiver, which is undoubtedly at the moment this year, is Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping the 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 number one receiver and asking your number two receiver to become the number one, and that's that's difficult. I mean, that's you you look at what Alvin Harper did when he went away to Tampa Bay, ah. and um, you know he he tried to become that number one receiver. He came back to Dallas with his tail between his uh, between his legs, you know, and settled in for another couple of good years as well with with us. But he couldn't step up to be a number one, um, and you know if if Amari was running that. Um, the, the one that was intercepted that uh, C.D. Lamb went down with the, the concussion, would that have been a different result? Would that would that have been a, a catch for Amari and a touchdown? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, drop balls happen. Uh, these guys, I, I, I've known, for, I don't fault Cedric Wilson. He's, one of, he's been a, a great player for us this year. Uh, Noah Brown. These guys had an off day, man. I'll tell you what. I, yeah. You guys know, look, I have off days in my marriage and my wife doesn't call nobody and tell them about it. All right. I'm just telling you, I got some bad, I got some bad days happening guys that I have to try and overcome. And these guys, I don't believe you have a bad day. I don't believe you have a hot bad day. I have some days now, but there's, there's, there are times where it's just, your stuff is not working. And we've had those days where our stuff just didn't work and we didn't have all of our guns and it's hard to be, you know, as critical as we want to be of a team that didn't have most of their main guys. You talk about number two receivers stepping up to the plate that have never been considered the number one guy. Yeah, sometimes, you know, guys, it, it's it's called failure to launch. <laughs> you know, you, you mm-hmm. want to be the number one guy and you step up there and it's like, oh, this is these shoes are a lot bigger than I think, especially when defenses are keying in on me and I get to play like a third or fourth receiver on the team. Um, so, look. Again, these guys, may, they're going to have another opportunity to do this again. I think you're going to have a better showing because now guys are going to be more cognizant of what their roles will be, and hopefully CD can play the entire game. But I wanted to say something about, uh, Mike, what you were talking about, our defense and their mm. capabilities. Now, isn't it ironic, guys, that just last year, we mm-hmm. were the laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> and here we are talking about the Cowboys defense being elite. Now, Barry, I'm sure you remember back in the 90s when the Cowboys defense would take the field with Tony Tolver, Charles Haley, mm-hmm. and boy, you knew you had 11 
you know what's taking the field. Studs, that is like studs. And you, yeah. you, 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 everybody in the building understood like no matter what offense, if I don't care if it's Joe Montana coming out there, uh, Elway's coming out there, we have a defense that can compete and can play and perform at any level, AFC or NFC, with the tops of the top. That's where you want to feel. This whole talk about at the beginning of the season, people are like, well, you know, I just want a middle-of-the-road defense. I don't want a middle-of-the-road defense, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want a middle-of-the-road defense. I want to know that when you guys, when we force you to punt, it's because we beat you into submission. We yes. beat you into submission, and you didn't even think about it. It could be third and one, and you're like, you know what? We're just going to get out of y'all way and put our, put, our, put our defense back out here on the field, and hopefully they can fare better. Michael Parsons, I'm telling y'all, if Michael Parsons, if Tank, Tank Lawrence can come back healthy um, from his foot injury, Gregory comes back healthy from his calf injury. Right now, Tristan Hill, I don't know if you guys are watching. Yeah. Tristan Hill, Tristan Hill is playing some aggressive defense, right? And the defensive line doing some great things, but also getting Neville Gallimore back. It's going to yep. help this defense as well. I'm look, I'm, I'm not comparing them to the Super Bowl defense, Barry. All right. I'm not doing yeah. that. But all I'm saying is you're getting to the point that when they take the field, you're not as nervous as you were last year. That's yeah, the, yeah, the confidence. Yeah. I mean, especially now, I mean, just the Quinn addition, I think is huge. Um, I think it's just, gosh, I, I just, it's, to me, it's so, so big. And, and like you said, no Gallimore, no Lawrence, no Gregory. I mean, man, wait till these guys come back. Now, with that being said, though, you're, you're right. That defense in the 90s, I mean, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we yeah. touched on it a little bit last week. And like, I kept saying, not saying that the, as good as that 90s defense, but I think, was it, was it 93, 94 defense that got snubbed for the Pro Bowl? It was ranked number one. They had beasts all over the field. And like and yeah. this this defense is slowly creeping up. And, like, and I know we give a lot of them stick up week in, week out. And Anthony Brown's always one that kind of gets a little bit of stick from us. Um second on the team in interceptions. And he's top he's top ten in the league in pass deflections. Yeah. And, I know guys. I'm and look sorry. at the line, was it Edigizua, um Golston? They're they're all making plays and it's I think, yeah, this, I think, I wonder if the, if it's just the play with a bit of a chip on the shoulder, it's like everyone's not giving us the credit that we deserve. And that's why we're starting to yeah. see it. And I, I, I was guilty in the off season of when the final <laughs> 53 came out and Dorrance Armstrong was on there. I was like, this again. Because every year he comes out in camp, looks great, comes into the season and just fizzles out into like, you know, obscurity. But then all of a sudden, this year, I mean, this last game, the Chiefs, Michael Parsons had two sacks. Dorrance Armstrong was on the sack list as well as having another sack. You know, he's coming in and he's making plays. He's doing what he needs to do. And I, I'm loving it. And you know, not just what he's doing, you know, because obviously Gregory's out, but also on special teams. Um, a guy who's coming on, uh, who's coming out to play. Um, the only other note I wanted to make, Curse got his first interception. That's good to see. And Greg Zerline was our only point scorer. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that awesome? I just want hey, I want to inter interrupt you right quick, guys. How yeah. special, how special is Michael Parsons? Oh. I mean, I, 
I, I, I think we have the draft show. I mean, we have the draft show. Mm. I, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, and I try not to do it on the show. <laughs> I, do. I really do. I, I really try not to, and it's hard for me. But, guys, I was telling them. I've been, I've been saying it. Micah Parsons is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. We have needed a Micah Parsons for a very long time. This kid is so special. It, and me and Isaiah stand back on the show. If you man, we argue yeah. about where he should play linebacker, defensive end, all that. And and I I tease him a lot because it, it's all coming out anyway. You, you're able to see where he's <laughs> because he's showing you where he needs to play, but. I'm telling you, this kid is a throwback to a time where defensively you had guys that just had something special, whether it be Strahan, whether it be uh, uh, Thomas, um, whether it be Vaughn Miller, whatever. He's a throwback to that kind of thinking, a, a, a defensive player yeah. that can wreck your whole game plan. And he mm-hmm. isn't going to do anything but get better. This isn't the, even the tip of the iceberg for him. No. Because everything that he's doing is just off of raw athleticism. He has he has no technique, okay? Let's just call yeah. it what it is. He has no technique. He is beating – that's it. He is beating guys with speed and quickness. And it is so uncanny. When you go back and you watch it, all 22, go from an end zone angle and just mm-hmm. watch him work. This kid is, I mean, he's going to put on about 20, 25 more pounds. I was saying that today, and Isaiah was like, no, I don't want him to gain that much. I'm just telling you, <laughs> if you he has the frame to put it on. I mean, he's kind of has a, he's thin up top, but if you look at his bottom, he, had, I mean, he's built like a tank, and mm. I'm just telling yeah. you, the kid is going to put on. I mean, they're going to put some more weight on him. I am so excited about his future as a defender for the Dallas Cowboys because we got something special, guys. Yeah, I, and here's the crazy. I loved about him. Good, Jake. Um, sorry, Mike. And no, it, go, was just, go, go. it was on hard knocks, and I think was it was it the Cardinals preseason game? I could be wrong. When yeah, it was man. on the phone to Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn said, "That's it, you're out of the game," and he he. He literally threw his toys out of his pram, and, and I mean that in a good in a good way. In terms of, he wants to be on the field, I want, and like you say, you want someone that's, that's that determined to be on the field every down, every snap, and every game. Regardless. No, hold on, Jamie. What did you say? He flew his what out of his what? What did you say? Threw his toys out of his pram. Have you never heard the saying? I've <laughs> never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> threw his toys out of his pram. <laughs> crazy thing because the last time we had you on Hackman, we got into an argument and or not argument a discussion about where should Micah Parsons play um linebacker defensive end bear in mind that he is now he's on the same number of sacks in his rookie year as Demarcus Ware and Micah Parsons hasn't played a season at defensive he's doing this from the linebacker position and sometimes sprinkled in at the defensive end so where he goes from here how they utilize him i don't know me personally i'm sticking to when you asked me i said I-, I would utilize him in different ways where the team is weakest i know it's a bit of a cop-out answer but that is truly what i believe Techway, you're you're exactly right though is it i mean you 
how can you not get excited watching him? And I think, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, because that was the whole thing, the conversation when we drafted him, where I said, yeah, well, you know, I don't think a lot of people are excited, but but he's just learning the game now. I mean, he, yeah. he's just learning. And, and, yeah. and I love every time he's interviewed or talked to someone, he's like, just all he does, all he talks about is keep getting better, keep getting better. I want to just keep getting better. Hey, you know, those stats, they don't mean really much. I just want to keep getting better. And, and that's, mm-hmm. and I talked to a guy, a really good friend, because I went to Penn State. As soon as they drafted, I was calling them all to see if I could get, you know, somehow get them out to our events. And, uh, and uh, a good friend of mine was great friends with Jan Johnson, who is one of his teammates at Penn State. And he said he is like a freak of nature. He just, yeah. he's just anything like it that he is just he's just the sky's the limit. I mean, it just uh, it is yeah. the sky is the limit for him. Um, we will look now into the the, the Vegas game because I think we we finish we, we don't have to keep rattling on the Chiefs game. People are are ready to move on. It's yeah, a it's on. a new yes, day. It's a new on. week. Yeah, it's all about Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's all about that. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll move on to that, and we'll get first of all onto the news and updates that have come through, and we'll kick things off for uh, this week's game, uh, which is happening at nine thirty p.m. in the UK. Means to be about midnight kickoff, but usually by the time the game's finished, I'm too drunk. But let's go to the news and updates. <laughs> Right. Okay. So first of all, biggest news has come out that I saw today, and I it put a big smile on my face. I was driving around town with a big smile on my face. Demarcus, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is officially activated. They have yes. activated him, so that is in the bag. Stephen Jones came out as well, said CD Lamb is looking positive to play for Thursday as well. Concussion protocol, obviously depending. You know, but it's good news what we're getting out of the Joneses. Zeke, as we were talking about uh, with the knee, he's working through it. Calvin Joseph has returned from his personal issue, but a big one. Donovan Wilson has gone out with all that's been reported as a shoulder or chest injury. I'm not sure exactly what's happened there. I don't know if you've got any light you can shed on it, Hackmer or Barry over there. Nope. Don't know anything other than what yeah, you know. Shoulder, shoulder, chest injury. Um, may not play this Thursday. That's yeah. all I've heard so far. Hey, the guy to follow on all things Cowboys injury in news is Rob Phillips. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you right now, yeah. it, it, Rob Phillips, you may not like it. I I, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes he's, he's not the good news, deliverer of good news. <laughs> so, that, so that you are in the know, please follow uh, Rob Phillips and turn no. on your notifications. I'm just telling if you. If you look you at my know. inbox, you will see, you, you would be like either impressed or depressed. I don't know. But all you'll see is, <laughs> is messages to Rob, Derek, or to you, to yourself, Akma, trying to get information out. Um, <laughs> but Rob's always there early with the, uh, uh, information. I tried to get out of him what was going on with, um, Kelvin Joseph last week. And it was, yeah, just that uh, personal matter. that's all we can yeah. say right now um but yes uh that is some big news obviously the big one as well is it's thanksgiving um so before we break things down i thought okay. we'd just come away from the game slightly and i'm going to ask you i'll start with lawn and go to jamie and then go to our american stars down the bottom but what are your favorite things to eat on thanksgiving <sighs> Well, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't cook in this house, so I get what I yeah. get what I'm given. But um, <laughs> I get what I'm given. I know that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, so 
back in when I was playing, we used to have we actually used to have arranged team dinners in the in the local bar in Edinburgh. Um, and we used to we used to do the full trimmings. So, you know that that that's one of the reasons why I've I've, I've suddenly you know got all this weight that I need to lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> hence, hence the hackman walks you've started doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he, he he started the whole movement. So, yeah, um, yeah. That's know, my guy, Lauren. You looking? You're looking good, man. Don't don't listen to this guy, man. He, he, hey. <laughs> You're doing a good job, man. I, hey, told, I, love the I, I told you, you look like 007 to me, man. So I was trying to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got anything you're going for, Jamie? Are you going for it? I know we spoke already on this. I, I know we do something like maybe some kind of pulled pork, some tacos, and some M&Ms, and a few beer, a couple of beers here and there. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you rinse it down, Jamie? You're sorry? Yeah. Say that again, Barry. I said one or two to rinse it down for Jamie. Yeah, yeah. just one or two. I don't like to be greedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have half a house full. I've got another Cowboys fan, Rich, who's from uh, this show, and I got a Saints fan coming over. So it's a turkey dinner, and then afterwards, it's cheese and chili poppers with a um, a chili dip and ho- and hot spicy chicken wings. Wow. Yeah. Going for it, yeah, yeah. What, what's going on in the Hackma household for Thanksgiving? Then are you going to the game, Hackma, or are you am... feet up eating turkey? No, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be at home with my family, man. I have, you know, I have. Hey, I got more children than the man that lived in the shoe, so. <laughs> 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 so having me, having me with my family is the thing, man. For for me, man, I'm from such a big family. Um, you got to imagine a house full of, you know, 30, maybe 40 people in one house. And I don't know how many dishes. Um, and you know, all of the, all of the older family members eat first. That is a tradition in our, in our house. So, you know, so great grandmother, great, great grandfather, grandmothers, all those, they eat, you know, first and, then you have the grown-ups table. All of the grown-ups go to the big table, right? And then all of the, the kids or the parents, they eat at a middle table. And then you got the kids' table, right, where all the kids eat way in the back on card tables and stuff like that. So I've kind of graduated these days up from the kid table to kind of, like, <laughs> you know, I mean – I'm in the middle, you know, I haven't made it to the big table yet, but I'm still kind of gravitating that way. But I've moved up and it's just, you know, it's so much fun. Thanksgiving for me and my family, man. It just means so much as the pandemic has been one of those things that affected us, man. We just haven't been able to get together. And when you have as many family members as I have and as close knit as my family is, having something restrict us from seeing each other and be around Mm -hmm. each other is Mm -hmm. crazy because that's all we do is, is so many of us, we don't need anybody else, you know, to entertain <laughs> ourselves. So, you know, it's, it's just really good to get back to that, to have that sense of family and being able to see some of your family members, man. That's why it's so good. It's so important to get vaccinated. I'm, I'm sorry how you guys feel about the matter to me. I'm just saying, like, for me, you know, knowing that I'm around my family members and that I'm not going to affect them because I'm vaccinated and we all can get together and have a, have fun and have that nostalgia of family the way that we used to. Because last mm-hmm. year, man, was no fun. 
no, 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 fun. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I, 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 awesome. I, last year, I, I don't know if you remember, guys, as well. I was on Channel Five for Thanksgiving, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Talking to Demarcus Way of all people. Oh yeah. So, a question yeah. for you, Hake, Mark. Does is your uncle in charge of uh, dishing everything out? Make sure nobody gets in, anything that they shouldn't be getting. No, no, he, you know, no, he doesn't have. He's not in charge of anything because they're, old, <laughs> they're people older than him. You know, so it's that, that when you come into the house, it don't matter who you are outside of the house. It's all according <laughs> to age. All right, and so. He, hey, he's at the big table. Let me not, let me, let me. <laughs> he's at the big table. All right. So I would imagine he's at the biggest table. Yeah, he at the biggest <laughs> table. Let me, get, let me make sure I say that right. But, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be so much food and it's just going to be so much like afterwards, we always go from eating and somehow it transpires into game night. So we end up mm -hmm. playing some silly game that one of my cousins, uh, have come up with a song on, on YouTube or something, but that ends up going on to like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. So uh, that's yeah. typically typically the way that Thanksgiving is going to be spent, man. But there's awesome. there's no pecking order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've got we have a trophy here talking of game night. So while the Cowboys game is on, because it kicks off at 9:30 p.m. Uh, and last year, like all the stuff I did for Channel Five was sort of pre-recorded. Okay. Um, so we had the friend, uh, had a couple of friends around because, like you say, it was COVID. But we have a trophy here, and it's the uh, non-golden golden turkey trophy award. And we have a game of poker while the Cowboys game is going on. And uh, last year I won it, and I was really drunk. The the non <laughs> wait a minute the non gold say that one more time man the non golden what? golden turkey ah I like it yeah because it's silver <laughs> oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason we couldn't get gold paint so we springed it silver um but uh yes <laughs> barry um have you got any plans or are you just going to be working hard because you've got cowboys experience events going on yeah game time uh tailgate in the miller lighthouse and then the game mm. big big event tomorrow and uh but afterwards we'll we'll find i i just eat sweet i eat all my sweets in one day on thanksgiving <laughs> Piece of lime, a piece of cheesecake, piece of uh, buttermilk cream, oh, pumpkin wow. pie. It's like six different kinds. So I don't need yeah, yeah. all year round, but Thanksgiving, I try it all. Hey Barry, I understand, man. I'm this. Look, here's the problem with me. Uh, I'm married. I'm married to Betty Crocker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Enough, you have leftovers for the next week. I will. I will. I, I always leave it way too much, but that's that's the problem, man. And that's why I say, hey, you know, she can cook everything. Like you talk about key lime pies. My wife makes the best key lime pies. She makes the best cheesecake. Oh, wow. And I'm telling you, I'm like, hey, if you're going to guess where I'm coming then when I come over to the States. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, this this lady, can, she, this, I, I never knew it was a setup. She set me up right straight from the beginning. I didn't know she could make things from scratch. She makes her own waffles from scratch. Everything oh, she makes lush. from scratch, right? Yeah. So you know what? When I'm out there in Fat Rupsy Court, Lauren, that's why she's with me. I'm like, hey. <laughs> You come, on, you come on and walk too. <laughs> well, do not be surprised when you see a message saying we're making the trip to America, and then you yeah, get a knock on the door with, with me with my with my racing fork, and I'm ready for cheesecake. 
All right, we got plenty of it, man. It's gonna be good too. I'm telling you. We'll send, we'll send Paul, we'll send Paul around to try the, try the goods this week because he's he's he, just yeah. hit Dallas today. So did he? Oh yeah. Well, sort of. He's at well, the moment on a, a a bus with an angry bus driver who's kicking people off as they go down the road. Ah. Wow. Yeah. What a lot of fun. It's, it it just sounds like one of those crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, some crazy like cartoon show going on on our bus right now. That's why he might be coming. He might not. We don't know. Um, but let's move on, guys, to the Cowboys offense versus the Vegas defense. The big thing that popped up for me as I was going for it, I don't know what you guys think, but the Las Vegas defensive line is something that is quite scary. It's what's keeping them in games, in my opinion. Uh, at the moment, 216 total pressures, 109 of them. So half of them are coming from uh, Max Crosby and Yannick Ngokwe. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the O-line, like, uh, and like Heckman was saying earlier at the start of the show, we started talking about the O-line. How do we think it's going to fare up? Do we think with McGovern... Or are they going to change back again? Tyron Smith coming back in. Sounds like that that's going to be the case. But the pressure's coming from the edge and the middle of the line. How do we feel that they're going to handle this sort of pressure coming down the middle? You know, I, I just feel like you obviously you just you just rattled off the stats and you you attributed those stats to two guys. So yeah. let's stop those two guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. There, there's the game plan. You know, let's stop. And Gakwe and Crosby from wrecking our game plan. I think Dak has a challenge in front of him of playing another game without Amari Cooper. He's got to find a way to make throws. I also think that Dak, if he if if there isn't any residual happening with his ankle or his calf, he mm -hmm. needs to get out and try and create with his legs. I think that's what he didn't do against Kansas City, and I thought he had opportunities to do that, to pick up some first downs and just keep drives moving. Um, it's going to be important to keep drives moving in this game because you're not going to want to go three and out, three and out, three and out, try and get a field goal here and there. I think those are the things that will allow a team like Vegas to hang around or be a pain in your side for four quarters, which you don't want. Um, Tyron Smith, we need him back. Um, yeah. But when you talk about three games in 12 days, maybe him not playing against Kansas City was advantageous for us as a team. In, in the fast turnaround. So maybe he makes it back this week at left guard. You know, I think you stay with Connor McGovern for another week and uh, see mm -hmm. if there's any progress there. Uh, if there isn't, I don't, I don't know, but I don't see, and I don't know what this, this offensive, well, what they're thinking about front office wise uh, with this, if it's just a trial by fire. And if a guy doesn't make it, you replace him. Uh, but yeah. I know they haven't been hesitant to put guys back in the lineup, whether it be Leo Collins, which we're going to do anyway, but, you know, move Steele over and do make the tough decisions is basically what I'm trying to say. But I think we talked about it at the beginning. We have to establish the run versus the Raiders. Uh, but also Definitely. bigger than that, Mike, we have got to score in the red zone. The mm -hmm. Raiders, the Raiders, mm -hmm. for everything that you just said about them, they're one of the worst red zone defenses. Yes. And so yeah. – you know, sometimes it's just what the doctor ordered, right? <laughs> you struggle, <laughs> and you get a team that comes in, come in, and they let you score down the red zone. And the next thing you know, that that turkey and dressing is going down a little bit better, and digestion yeah. is moving, 
And hey, Barry, you ready for dessert? You know, <laughs> hey, ready to take that that evening nap? You know, before game time. So, <laughs> hey, that's that's what I'm looking for. Hey, well, let me ask you something. That you know, you talked about continuity, and that's what they talk about. You know, out yeah. there. Um, what are your thoughts about the best five? I mean, is there any talk, or what are your thoughts on Lowell on the, on the, at the left guard, putting Steele because he played well on the right tackle, but not the left tackle. So keeping him out there yeah. and put Collins at the, at the guard spot with a side of Tyron when he comes back. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Do you think you know that's kind of huh. just I, you know what much. I I I have this entire I guess from Leo Collins is the start of his career. When he came in and they put him at left guard, I thought that was his natural position. He gave me Larry Allen feels. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, it, it was like, oh, my God, it's the second coming to Larry. You know, <laughs> is, everybody, is everybody seeing it? The way that he pulled, the way how strong he was in the running game, you could just tell that so he was an earth mover uh, in the front. But then he went out to right tackle, and then you go, oh, wow, you know. You don't see a lot of good right tackles like that, and he he really played well at right tackle. We just see him struggling right now. Um, and I'm I think that in this league you need a right tackle and you need a left yeah. tackle. And yes. maybe, maybe, just maybe, and, and I'm just gonna throw this out here for debate. All right, maybe we're looking <laughs> at him at left guard. We're saying maybe he's a left guard, but maybe he's a left tackle. Also, it, just. Terrence Steele, right? Moving, just just think about it because I feel like, look, I, I want to keep him at right. Let me just say that right now. I want to keep him at right tackle, um, right next to Martin. I think Biotish is getting better. If we can find that yeah. continuity at left guard, and Tyron Smith can come back, I think that's your offensive line. That is your offensive line. But you're not wrong, Barry. You're not wrong because he he is solid in the interior. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, everything that we're looking at as well is I, I'm going off the assumption that Lamb is playing. I, I'm being hopeful here. I, I think he'll pass the concussion protocol. Just looked like a bad knock on the back of the head as he came down on that ball. Uh, but he's going to be up against Casey Hayward Jr., um, a guy who loves to play press man that we just talked about. Um, but here's an interesting stat with him. Zero touchdowns allowed, but zero interceptions. And over the 11 games he's played, has allowed 143 yards. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be definitely the matchup for me, especially if you have a guy like the rookie, that the guy I wanted the Cowboys to draft, Trayvon Morig playing over mm. the top. There's, there's a particular tricky matchup, and I think that in order to beat that, Dak needs time to throw. And if that's right. the case, this O-line has got to help and step up. And, I, you know, you talked about um, Zeke in terms of what he can do and, and their defense. Their rushing defense, like you say, Heckman, is particularly bad. They actually rank 29th in the NFL in yards allowed on the ground. Yeah. that And, and, the, and the cornerback that you're talking about, he reminds me a lot of uh... – Oh, Byron Jones. Yes. <laughs> no, he does. He does. He reminds me a lot of Byron Jones, a guy that yep. uh, he's not going to pick off any balls, but he's not going to let you, you know, score touchdowns on him either. But, you know, he's just a solid player. But yeah. I think you play with fire with the Dallas Cowboys when you go single man and, and you mm -hmm. go man coverage. I think CeeDee Lamb is so good. He has such – he's such a quick twitch 
athlete is so explosive yeah. in, in small spaces and so good at running routes. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a problem for you. And anytime like Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup, you saw versus Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta didn't know what to do with yeah. the offense or who to key on. So, but I just feel like in his second year, CD Lamb is taking those steps and he obviously can get better. Uh, but I think that he is the kind of receiver that he's not a number two. If he's a one A, if there's a one A, then he's a one B almost. He's he's right Agreed. there, right? And so yeah, yeah. This is the challenge that he didn't get to complete last week against Kansas City because you want to know, and I'm sure that the whole entire organization wants to know if C.D. Lamb can be the heir apparent to uh, Amari Cooper. And not, and I'm not, re- I'm not replacing Cooper. I won't go no. back. I'm not replacing mm-hmm. doing any of that. I'm just saying, can he be the heir apparent? Because right now you have CD Lamb under contract for another four years, and yes. I'm not saying that he hasn't shown you that he could be that guy, but you just want to see him take the steps and see it. He's on course mm-hmm. right now to be one of the fastest receivers that have. I think it's something like, um, man, I'm going to quote, quote this one. They're going to kill me. Maybe it, his seventh. 100 yard 100 yard game uh mm-hmm. and that's man that's that's good sledding for for him and, and you talk about the company that that puts him in uh by having been in just two years of being able to have that right now uh with Dak being healthy these guys can get this offense going cd lamb could possibly and amari cooper could possibly reach that 2,000 yard receivers as we've been yeah. looking at the offense has been clicking yeah we've been sputtering but I'm looking for CD Lamb this week to have um, I hope that he, he, he increases his numbers versus the the guy that you were just talking about yeah so it, it is for you the key matchup on offense then CD Lamb against Casey Hayward over the other side then is that your key matchup uh it's one of them it's one of them I, I think that what happens for the Dallas Cowboys is once you establish the running game, everything else starts to fall in place. Look, that's my key matchup. Yeah, Ceedee Lamb yeah. is Ceedee Lamb is a guy that can give you everything on your offense. But if you have a running game that mm-hmm. can accentuate and Dak can go on bootlegs and the play action is honored, then that gives him that extra second to get behind um, and get behind a defense. You saw that in and a classic example is the Patriots game. All right, the yeah. Patriots game, the walk-off touchdown, it was the play action that set I, that's that, <laughs> that play up because they had to honor it. But teams, mm. when they don't when they don't feel like they're threatened by your running game, they just, hey man, we'll just sit back in coverage and you know stop your guys. But but you're right, you're on to something with that matchup. Yeah, yeah. And you literally you you took like where I was going with it all right in my mouth. It's all about the play action that it, because this this Vegas defense is so bad against the run. I think Zeke splashing Pollard with the, um, you know, play a bit of 12 man perhaps as well to try and get that going. Cause Cowboys are great when they're in 12 man as well. Um, you know, you get that going instantly. You've got yourself the, And we were talking about this with the chiefs game, but it never materialized, oh, but yeah. the play action pass becomes available. And then that's it. The, you know, you establish the run, you play the play action. The game is over. Yeah. Yep. Guys, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get going. I gotta get. Uh, I'm gonna have a long night ahead of me if I don't. So, uh, <laughs> thank you all and, uh, have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. Hackman, don't eat too much. You guys stay sober. 
Yeah, well, we won't be doing that. But I will give you a ring. I'll give you a call tomorrow, Barry, and I'll speak to you on Thanksgiving as well. Uh, and, and as we do during the game. Great to see you all. Okay. Maybe tomorrow afternoon I can... Yes, sir. All right. I'll take care. Thank you. But yeah, my... Yes. The, uh, Go on. Sorry, Hack. No, man. You know, the Raiders, the Raiders are a, an interesting matchup uh, for us. I said today on the podcast that they may be the right team for us at the wrong time especially if we don't get uh, Tyron Smith back, if we don't get um, – if let's just say C.D. Lamb isn't able to play. Um, yeah. They could, be, they could be a pain in the side, but you have all of the key components uh, to beat them, you know, if your team is healthy, if you can, if you can yeah. get some guys back. Um, I think we talk about the running game being important. Defensively, getting off the field on third downs is going to be crucial, you know, not mm -hmm. allowing – not allowing uh, Las Vegas to get those slow, methodical drives going where they get seven, eight play dr drives going, and maybe they only get three points, but the, your defense is just getting hammered, hammered, hammered. Your offense gets back on the field, and they go three and out. Your defense is back on the field. We just can't afford scenarios like that. So we want to be the ones with the, the slow, methodical drives, but we need to get touchdowns. Definitely, yeah. I mean, ironically, the Chiefs game was a good game to show you that um, it's it's almost weird. You need to score touchdowns to score <laughs> to win games. <laughs> how how would we ever know that without seeing that? Um, well, this week would would it worry you more if we don't have Tyron Smith, or would it worry you more if CD Lamb didn't play in the game? Say that one more time, I didn't hear. Which what would worry you more? So would it worry you more if? Tyron Smith didn't play this week, or if C.D. Lamb didn't play this week, which which one would you be able to cope with a lot better? Tyron, Tyron, mm. Tyron, Tyron not playing would, would worry me more because yeah. I, look, games like this against AFC opponents, it's not that I'm not I'm not saying we need to win every game we play, right? But in the grand scheme of things, when it comes down to the playoff seeding and stuff like that, it's not an NFC opponent. I, I, I see that. But the one thing that we cannot afford to have happen is Dak Prescott to get sacked five times. You, just yeah. can't, you can't have that. You know, and I don't care how big he is, how strongly built he is. You cannot have your quarterback continuously getting hit like that. That's a recipe for disaster. And mm -hmm. you end up getting guys hurt. Garoppolo, uh, that was one of his things, man. He was just getting hit too much. When you find a quarterback that's getting hit too much, it affects his game. It affects his accuracy. You know, he's not as trusting in his timing and stuff like that. He's, he starts to think that things are there, Jamie, that aren't there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just don't – I don't want for defenses to start playing those mind games uh, with Dak and Dak to become concerned, and concerned about protection because, hell, if I was him last week, I would have been really concerned <laughs> about protection. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's a crazy one as well. We posted this stat up uh, yesterday that the Cowboys offense versus AFC West teams, we average 15 points a game so far this season. 15. 15 um, points is what we average. So far, our offense against the three uh, AFC West teams, we've we've accumulated 45 points. It's, mm. it's gone 20, 16, 9. 9, yeah. And now so, we have the Raiders. We need to, we need to buck the trend this. this <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
I, you know, Kansas City, I'm so pissed off about I'm still pissed off about that. And I know we said we were done with it. Just, it was there for the taking. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just pissed me off, man. Yeah. You just yeah. you got a team that you know you can beat. And mm. like you said, Lauren, if you got up in the morning and told me that the Kansas City Chiefs were only going to score 19 points and Patrick Mahomes were only going to throw for this and he was going to have a fumble and an interception without seeing the Cowboys stats, the Cowboys win that game. They yeah. win that game by a touchdown or they at least win by 20, right? But somehow, some way, offensively, because of, off- because of our offensive line, we just hadn't been able to get back in rhythm. This is the team to f- get that feeling back again and increase that average. Yeah, it it, it it was a crazy one. Yeah, it pissed me off too because it was there for the taking, like you say. Um, but I tell you what we'll do is let's move on to the bit that's a lot more fun to talk about right now. Right. And that's the Cowboys defense against the Vegas offense. Um, so we spoke about DeMarcus. Uh, DeMarcus Ware? Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Talking about Micah Parsons and how he has matched DeMarcus Ware uh, in his sack totals for the year in his rookie season. Um, mm. But here's a couple of things, because you mentioned Von Miller, and it's almost like heck, mate, you were reading something I've written down here, um, that he recorded two sacks versus the Chiefs. He's now the second rookie in the last 20 years with eight sacks or more and 40 or more tackles in his first 10 games. The other guy that beat him was Von Miller in his rookie year. Um, The other crazy stat is he's the first player with 60 tackles or more and eight sacks in his first 10 career games since 1999. That's special. That's how special he is. No, that's that's special. And, And the company that he's in, um, and, and I just I, I, I anybody that will listen to me talk about Michael Parsons, I will talk to them about Michael Parsons uh, because we've I got the right like, guy on that. Yeah, you got the right guy. Uh, <laughs> because, because I just feel like he is he is cut from the same cloth that Aaron Donald is cut from that. Mm-hmm. That guy that is a bona fide superstar and you know it yeah. when you see it, you can I don't care how much you know about football. When number ninety nine for the Los Angeles Rams is on the field, you're like, Oh, he's different. Look at he the yeah, way that yeah, he's yeah. the way that he's moving. Yeah, mm. that's how number eleven is. You see things that he does that obviously no one's coaching him on that. Nobody could have known. You don't coach that, you know, to take an inside move and still catch contain. Like that's no one takes that angle and, and trusts their speed and ability to allow them to still get contained. We've seen him do that a couple times now. He don't need to continue to do that because it may, it may cost him a touchdown at some point. But that's just the kind of freak athlete that he is. I, and, you know, all in all, not only him from what he does and the numbers that you're talking about, Osa Digizua, yeah. uh, some of the, some of the yeah. other, you know, Chauncey mm-hmm. Goldston. Mm-hmm. We have some rookies that are producing on our front line, and maybe these are things that are not showing up on the stat yeah. but they're making key contributions uh, on our defensive line. And I think it's been a long time since you saw a group of rookies come in like this, and it may have been Take control, since, yeah. since DeMarcus Ware, uh, Marcus Spears, Spears. And, and that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, the 2005 no- class. Yeah. And they made an immediate impact. Uh, their rookie class did on our front line. So, yeah, look, there's something spe- there's something special 
brewing, whether it be with Trayvon Diggs and the takeaways, even the way that Anthony Brown is playing. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown is playing some good football, y'all. Yeah. And it's, it's yep. you know, I know we rely heavily, a lot of people rely heavily on PFF grading to tell them if a player is good <laughs> or not. But if you if you actually watch football, yeah. you will see. And, I, and I'm going to tell y'all guys, I, I had to apologize because I haven't been an Anthony Brown fan. I've I done the same thing. I've been yep. critical of Anthony Brown. I thought that he was a weak link on – on um, the defense, but this year he has proved me wrong. Also, yeah. uh, Lou, you know, we, we've just had uh, Jay Lou uh, is playing good uh, yeah. as well. There's just a lot of things that are happening on the back half of our defense that if these things stay strong, we don't want to lose guys, you know, Donovan Wilson. But just think about it. If we lost Donovan Wilson last year, we would be Oof. like, oh, my God. Mm. You lose yep. you lose Donovan Wilson for a game this year, and you're like, okay, yeah, we got a, uh, Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker. Yeah, Demonte KZ. Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, who else you want to – we got safeties galore. And that's, that's, <laughs> something, that's a luxury we had never had, man. Yeah, and it was quite funny because when we, we managed to bring Malik Hooker in, and it, it, we was talking about any offseason, and it was like, <laughs> it's almost crazy to say this, but the Dallas Cowboys – and having safety depth for two things you never ever heard of, and now all of a sudden it's there. <laughs> and you know, you were talking about Osa Odigizua. A lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Micah Parsons, hands down, he's he's walking with defensive rookie of the year." If you go back and you look at Osa Odigizua's stats, you could turn around and go, "Like, he's a guy who's in for a shout for defensive rookie of the year." Yeah, you know, yeah. not statistically, yeah. but what he does on the game. And you were talking about other things. You know, if we stick with Micah Parsons. There's a lot of stuff on Michael Parsons' tape, if you watch it, that will not come up on the stat sheet. That he's in there in the backfield, running around, making himself a nuisance and getting himself in there. He's he's moving people out of the way. He's having to be looked at and controlled. They're things that don't come up on the stat sheets. No. Yep. No, that's a, that's just a testament to him and the kind of athlete that he is. And that's why I keep talking about it. Like, guys, this is this is special, and yeah. if you're a cowboy fan, you really got to feel good because we've gone years without having somebody that that is that special. And respect mm-hmm. to Tank, respect to Tank, because yeah. Tank has Tank has been a stud and really good for a number of years. But I think you can look at Micah and say that's just different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, look, something I looked at Derek Carr. I mean. He's already, this point in the season, he's been sacked 22 times and he's had 139 pressures. The guy, is he's got 16 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Already, that's out of whack. Um, But he's he's on average throwing two turnover-worthy plays per game, which is crazy. And I just think that you combine the sack issues that he has, because that O-line, it's paper bag right now. Uh, and, you know, you look at the turnover-worthy plays and the interceptions that he has thrown as well. I mean, that's a combination for both Micah Parsons and you mentioned Trayvon Diggs with the interceptions. I think this is a game where he could go on and get another one again. This is the game for it. No. that You know, and, and guys, that's absolutely true. Um, he uh, Derek Carr is a turnover machine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He he will he will give you the ball, especially when he's under pressure. But the one the one um, matchup that I want to tell you guys about, and maybe Go you on. don't know about it, but yeah. Alex Leatherwood. So mm-hmm. yep. last yeah. year, 
The Raiders drafted out of the blue Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Love it. Love it. 6'5", 325-pound man. He's huge, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is a monster. He gets to training camp. He gets through preseason, and he absolutely stinks up the field. He is horrible. And mm. they're like, you know what? Before you get somebody hurt, we're going to move you inside. So now he's at guard, which, you know, hey, may or may not For be. For that size, though. Yeah, but 6'5", but again, that's you're in, in the interior, and if you got a, a, a guy that's big enough, quick enough to maneuver around him, and especially as low as his PFF grade has been, I think you can take advantage. And I'm talking about with the Osa Digizua, uh, mm-hmm. with a guy that's small, mm-hmm. quick, light, compact, the way that number 97 has been, and we've seen him against guards that cannot move. So that's just a matchup, just to point out, guys, that we may be able to take advantage of. But you put something I'll ask you then, Hackman. Off the back of that is you spoke about how Tristan Hill is coming into his own. Here's a guy, though, Tristan Hill. His biggest trait is his explosiveness, his snap off the ball. Um, Do you think there's a guy you could rotate in and use that to your advantage against a guy like Leatherwood as well then? You know, not only Leatherwood, I think from their offensive line all the way through, they don't have, I think, 74 uh, their left tackle, he is a he's you know a guy that you could put pressure on. So for uh, Chauncey Goldston, for yeah. Terrell Basham, for Dorrance Armstrong, and I just want to say this, guys, Dorrance Armstrong is a damn good football player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, There's another guy who's made me eat my words. No, Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. and, and I'm I'm telling you because of COVID, I didn't get an opportunity to watch practice and stuff, you know, like that. Dorrance Armstrong is a huge. He's big, but he's it's almost like when you see a guy his size, you think that he'd have certain limitations physically, <laughs> uh, the way that he moves. He's very fluid and very flexible, you know, and it, it, it's and I see why the organization is in love with him. It, it's because of the way that he, he's so quick and you see those things paying off. You see tackles not being able to stay on him. But I just think that with the rotation of tackles that you have, I mean, excuse me, edge rushers that you have, those are going to play a, a big factor in it as well. But also, you know, Bohannon seems to be a guy that we've forgotten about. We're not talking a lot about Quinn Bohannon. We're, you know, we're mixing in. Yep. He's mixing him in with Hamilton. So we have a steady rotation of guys that we're bringing in. But this is the this is the matchup versus the Las Vegas Raiders that you can see our defensive line completely dominate them. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, the, the matchup you talked about was something I circled as well, was uh, Chauncey Golston versus Colton Miller over yep. on the left. Colton so Miller. that 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 blind side, um, Golston absolutely could have a field day. And Dorrance Armstrong on that side too. And it is crazy when you think about it, that when we talk about um, Dorrance Armstrong, he got drafted in 2018. Right. He's been with the yeah. team a while now. <laughs> no, he has. And that's, so that, that's developing. Well, that's, no, that's just being willing to develop your players. Um, in this day and age, man, you know, social media will have you give up on a player that actually absolutely can help you. Uh, if a guy doesn't pan, I was like, oh, he's trash. You know, get rid of him and draft another guy. But yeah. you see potential in a player like Dorrance Armstrong, and if he's able to stay around and he pays off and significantly for you, you got to credit the guys in the front office for, for, you know, keeping him and developing him into the player that he is. All right. Uh, just to let you know, though, we have – the shark joining us again. Is Kenny Gant in the house? 
<laughs> what's up, Sean? Man, what's going on? <laughs> You're all right. Barry's just had to drift off because he, he's got other work to get on to, but you did say you'd be joining us. So, um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, you said you'll call in and give us your takes. Uh, ironically, okay. the last time we had the Shark and the Heckmer on was the draft show. So, the rekindling yeah. again, like. No, man. Y'all don't see y'all surprise me when y'all when y'all do stuff like this, y'all gotta warn me. Uh no, see, so Mr. Gant, Mr. Gant, let me tell you what they do. So they put me on the show and they don't know that you you flash up, I might start screaming, running, anything. Cause see, when yeah. when you when you were winning Super Bowls, I was in high school. Yeah. I had to skip school to go to the to the Super Bowl parade, you know. So they don't oh, understand man. like the nostalgia <laughs> that comes with Kenny Gant being on yeah. with me. And I'm going to tell you something. I still haven't got over you leaving us and going to Tampa. I just mm. <laughs> yeah. I still heard now, about that. Hold up. Hold up. Let me uh, let me uh, explain that. Okay. <laughs> well, my, my, con my contract was up, right? Okay. My contract was up. And... Uh, I, I went to the Raiders, I went to New Orleans, and I went to uh, Tampa. So uh -huh. Tampa was close to home for me, you know, 30 minutes yes, outside of my hometown. So I called because the Cowboys hadn't offered me anything. Uh -huh. So I went on these trips, you know, just try to scare them, you know, whatever, how this works. Um, and then it went where Tampa was offering me a contract when I went to Tampa. Uh -huh. And uh, I said, let me call. So I called Stephen Jones. Uh, and I called the organization and they told me they're, you know, they didn't have any money allocated for the defensive backfield. Um, we trying to get Jay Novacek signed. And uh, I said, cool. I said, I'm not a part of the, the team. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, I, I made three calls back and they said they had no money allocated to it. They told me the best thing, it'll be wise and it'll be in your, your best interest to, uh, to go ahead because we don't have that money for the, the defensive backs. And uh, so that was March 23rd, 2000. Now, yeah, 1990. Five, uh -huh. and that was on a that was the 23rd March 23rd 95 uh -huh. when they had no money for the defensive backfield man uh, and I and I took my hat saw the Jay No check because he's a good friend of mine uh -huh. but on the 24th and 95 they signed Defensive back, Deion Sanders for fifty-five million. Mm -hmm. Wasn't no money left. <laughs> Wasn't no money left. It was. It was not me that left. I would. And we've just got. And I. Yeah, go, Kenny. You know, sorry, not not to interrupt you. I, I said I would have played. I, I love the game of football so much. Um, but with the bargaining agreement, they would have had to pay me a certain amount of money um, yeah. without even negotiating. So, um, 
And I've asked them, look, I played for what I played for last year, but it, they can't do that. Because yeah. I would have played the game to stay in Dallas for my, my rookie contract, 200000 you know, but it, it just <laughs> don't work out that way. And I, I have no hard feelings. That's, that's, it was rough then because I just started finding out about the NFL, not for long. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only question I got for you, Kenny, is um, are you still going to the fresh shops and finding, like, the, those most spurious little gifts and toys and games and stuff you keep finding i've i've been yeah. missing those uh those videos and those little photos you keep finding like the craziest of stuff man who me oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey hey i'm a, you talk about all my uh my little trinkets that i find <laughs> yeah, yeah just you find like the most well, craziest I, of stuff hey i i'm a i'm a uh well, one thing I, I I'm a big uh, believer. I'm, I, I I have a good faith uh, base on me. So I um, but uh, the, just to be truthful to the audience, um, there's probably be a book coming out as well. But um, I I had to be humbled. I hate I, I should have humbled myself, but I, um, God had humbled me, and um, I took a lot of things for granted. I wasn't disrespectful to people, but I just so now that a lot of things that I wear now, eighty percent of the clothes that I wear now is from thrift stores or yard <laughs> sales. Uh, wow. So that's, but you know, I was humbled and um, and I yes, say sir. that with great humility because I learned that from just um, I, it's been my system, my parents, um, they taught me how to give and um. And when and I promised the Lord something when I got here to to do um, when I got here and I decided to, to party and and hang out and and I didn't do what I promised the Lord to do which was to build uh, shelters for the homeless and uh, and now that I have <laughs> I my life had a turn um, now. I'm doing a lot of that without all the money that I had. So it's, it's still it's still coming to. Um, that's beautiful. The, man. The, the dream is still moving forward. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you get to spend time with us now. See, it all works <laughs> yeah, out in the end. Huh? See, it all works out right in the end. And joining us, who's just jumped off uh, a crazy coach as well, is Paul. And uh, we're just breaking our, uh, the defensive side down for the Cowboys and just like how they're on the cusp of being something special. Uh, and just to go through one of the other things I made a note of, which I don't know if you guys want to talk about, they're running back Josh Jacobs has not scored a touchdown since week seven. Uh, and since that time, he's averaging 39 yards per Mike, game. Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. And this is the UK Cowboys podcast, yeah. and I'm yes. not trying yes. to take your podcast over. But which way? No, point, you go, man. Point this way. I'm going to go over this box over to that last box over there. But that guy, Paul Stewart, with the cap on, I don't know if he's going to be able to get through customs to come back to y'all, man, because I don't know <laughs> if y'all watching this guy's story. I've actually still lost my voice from the Kansas City game. My voice is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, but I was screaming so hard during the, the Kansas City game. 
I ended up blowing up off vocal cords. So did you? Did you? Cold. Man, you enjoy. You are enjoying yourself, man. I saw you. Oh, I was. I was. No, I was. High, I saw you I riding was, a. I saw you a riding a bull. Not Yo, you riding a bull the other day? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's let's be talk about that later. The better. We've had private messages from Paul with yeah songs in back of taxis and all sorts. It looks like he's having a having a ball out there. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I, I, Jamie, I'm not coming home. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get. No. I'm trying to get <laughs> That's fine. You you get a place, and then we can all come and crash at your your new home over there. Then, and we we, we can hide under your sofa and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once I'm home, get the visa sorted. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, what I thought we'll look at now, while we've got everyone on, is I go around the house and let's get a score prediction for this weekend's game, and we can start tying things up here. So I'll start with you, uh, the Godfather, Jamie. Uh, what's your final score prediction for the Thanksgiving game? I'm going to go 31-10, the Cowboys, and Trayvon Diggs is going to get a pick six this week. Yes! <laughs> Love it. All right, then. What are you going with, Lorne? I'll go 33-14, and I'm going to say there is a pick six, but I think it's going to be Parsons. It's the one thing that he's missing from his resume oh. this year. And yeah, pick six. Yeah, pick six. I go out on the uh, there, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll let our special guest go last. So, Paul, we'll kick you in on this one. Final score predictions here. And bear in um, mind, their biggest threat, Darren Waller as well. Um, only two two touchdowns on the year so far. Um, I'm going to say 27-17 Cowboys. And Interesting. My Again, I, I said this last week. I thought Sean McEwen would have got his first touchdown, but I'm going to say it again for this week. I placed a bet on Sean McEwen to score a touchdown, by the way. Yeah, I think that's maybe Damn. the game there. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Mike, as well, yeah. the odds of the Cowboys win today massively increases because every time UK peeps are in the house, Cowboys generally win at at t Stadium and Paul and Mike Buller out there this week repping the UK Massive. So the Cowboys are going to win because the Cowboys rarely lose when we And winning. he falls right out as soon as you Yeah, and he's, he's gone. He <laughs> talks about that. He's done. He gives us our score prediction and he just oh. goes. He's like, that's it. <laughs> um, go on then, Kenny. Have you got a score prediction for the Cowboys-Vegas game on Thanksgiving? I think uh, we're going to bounce back strong. Um, but yeah. don't. Um, I still, I still, I'm gonna go with 24 seven. Um, we had a motto when I, I played, like um, and it says if we keep a team under 17 points, we got a great opportunity to win the ball game. And the 19 points for the Kansas City Chiefs, we should have been a whole lot uh, closer than yeah. nine points. You know, it mm-hmm. was. And we could have we could have beat beat them half to death, but they you know they they played a good game. Man, yeah. So Hackma, give us your final score prediction. <laughs> man, let, let me just say this. All right, I'm gonna give you score prediction. But go on, go on, go on, go on, let me go say on. this, man. So yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Gant, back in the day, 
Yeah, we would. I, and I told you, I'm gonna tell you the story every time I see you. I'm gonna tell you the same story all over again. Okay. <laughs> they, me and my friends, we used to have to. We would sell the program at Texas Stadium, right? Get programs here, get your programs, programs here, you know. And so that's what we did at Texas Stadium. They would not let us in the stadium. We could only sell on the outside, and if we tried to sneak into the stadium to watch the game, that was it. They wouldn't let us come back. So. Our whole thing was we're going to sell our stuff, and when all of our programs are go, we're going to get back on the bus, the train, however we got there, and go back to, to South Dallas, right? Because that's, that's what we came back, went yeah. back to. Man, every time yeah. there was a – you know how we knew it was a kickoff? Because they had started playing the yeah. shark music, man. <laughs> on the outside. And it was, oh, man, you don't understand what that is. Man. It, makes the, it makes the hairs on my arm stand up, man, just saying that. Because, you know, look, yeah. at, you know, I understand, like, you know, obviously life changes, things happen. And obviously, yeah. you know, uh, that past glory, you know, maybe that fades or whatever yeah. it is. But, man, for people that understand yeah. and know, man, you really did so much. For uh, like just us as kids, you know, knowing hey, that everything you, that you did on special teams and just the vibe that you gave the stadium, just being close to the stadium and hearing it or being at home on yeah, Thanksgiving man. and hearing yeah. the shark uh, come on. I'm telling you, Mr. Gant, wow. wherever you sitting right now, you a bad man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and, I, and, that's me, and I don't care how much time goes yeah. by. I don't care what happens. Yeah. Wherever you are, yeah. you a bad man. In thrift clothes, wherever <laughs> you wear these days, you a bad man wherever you are, man. I'm telling you, Mr. Gant, don't, don't you, ever sir. feel like Thank that, man. You. I know you humbling yourself, but boy, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, they put this shark music on, man. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard it as well. I, I mean, you probably have, Kenny, but if you ever get a chance, listen to Michael Irvin's take on the Kenny Gunn oh, yeah. and the music oh, and the God. dance, and he was just like, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> that, was, no, that, was yeah, he, that was so good. Yeah, that was classic. That was classic. It they was. Would, they wouldn't I, let us in the stadium, but we knew to, it was kickoff when we heard that, that music come on. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? It, it kind of... Um, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Here's how his thing went. Kevin Smith them used to do that down. At, they used to do it in practice at Texas A&M. And um, so he, he told us about it in practice one day. So when we go on scout team to try to I, – I, I made a mistake and said uh, we shut down Michael Irvin and at practice. And uh-huh. he stood up in the middle of a, a – um, a, uh, found uh, somebody's foundation, uh, uh, a charity event, and disputed what I was saying on the stage. Oh man! He said, "You, you ain't never." What? He said, "You never shut me down." You know, I was like, "We have shut you down." You know, but what happened? We was doing. We go on scout team, so we played the other team's defense. So we shut those them down. And um and um and we try to you know give them the best look we got for the teams coming up, and all of a sudden uh, we you know we pull out the shark we take the sharks out so we never thought about doing it in the game or anything, and after one of the games I'd be so zoned out and spaz because the shark music come on I'm I'm out I don't even <laughs> hear the crowd I'm just gone. Uh, so after the game. 
one of the reporters asked me, he said, what was that? You had your hand up. I said, what are you talking about? And then he said, well, you had your hand up on your head. And I said, oh, the shark came out today? I said, man, that's something we do in practice. We don't ever uh, mess uh, with it. I said, I just was, I was in a zone today, and I guess the shark came out. You know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So the next day in the newspaper, <laughs> they said, Kenny Gantz come out with his new shark dance. I was like, what? <laughs> I was dancing with it. And that's how the shark came about. So man, that's and awesome. I, I ran with it and I had fun. And that's what a lot of people remind me of. And I thank you for that comment, man. That was uh this nah, Mr. Gant. It, it, it's it's giving me a new I've I've been down, you know. Uh, but um I had a, and I, I don't hate to take up all your time, but I had a guy no, you go. come up to me one time. I had a guy come up to me one time because I, you know, I, you know, I, I thought I was just dirty, you know, man, nobody knows me anymore. And I had this guy come up to one of my autograph sessions and uh, he says, hey, man, would you sign my picture for me? And I said, oh, man, that's, so he's got this little boy with him and, um, uh, with the black hair. So he put the picture up there. I'm signing the picture. I said, here you go, little man. I signed the picture. He probably, I said, he probably don't know who I am. I said, I know he don't know who I am. Blah, 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 blah. And the guy looks at me. He said, no, that's me. That's me. That was his picture. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was his son's age. And I, yeah. I, I, just, and I just lost it, man. And yeah, and, and if it's fans that keep me um keep me in a good spirit, man. Um comments uh, like you guys are made, man. I, I I I love I love the fans. Dallas Cowboys got the best fans in the world, man. <laughs> it keeps me living, man. man. It keeps me at a on a high high note of life. <clears throat> well, Hackma told us how his wife makes a great cheesecake and we're going to yeah. go knocking on his door Uh-oh. when we come over to the states to eat some cheesecake but the other thing we're going to do is we're going to go eat some chicken wings and drink some tequila with you as well Kenny yeah yeah bet on it yeah bet, yeah bet on bet on it you know what and guys I'm the luckiest dude in the world man I'm telling you it's it don't I'm man, there ought to be a Pixar Entertainment Disney movie made by my life. <laughs> I'm telling you, because it don't even seem real sometimes, man. You know, it really don't. So I'm in the studio, I'm in the studio doing uh the podcast, right? And everybody, you know, you guys know uh Nate Newton and he's yeah, mom. You know, you said yeah. man, I'm sitting there and just Nate Newton walks by the podcast just studio. There. Just yeah. just wow. in the office, he just walked past the studio. Yeah. Next thing you know, Darren yeah. Woodson is walking down the hallway, you know, and I'm saying to myself, I have died Surreal. and went to heaven. Yeah. I have died, I am in heaven right now yeah. because nobody understands. Like these guys, like I love our players, I love, but anytime I like Leon Lett, the other day, Leon Lett is 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 hobbling into the building. I'm like, that's good cat. That's <laughs> if, if, if I could put him in a time machine and bring him back from 1994, he'd be the baddest man in this building. Oh, yeah. Right out of date, he'd be the baddest man in this building. But I'm telling you, there's 
you know, and people, and time goes on, and people forget about it, and, oh, is, that used to be. No, there is no used to be when you had guys on that level that played to that standard, that set the standard so high that that's the, what these guys get to walk in uh, today. And I can go on and on about this. So <laughs> I, I'm a, my score prediction, I'm going to give my score prediction. Ah, I forgot um, I asked you that. I <laughs> <laughs> have to get you from my composition to listen to the store. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go Cowboys 28. I think I, I think we only go yep 28. I'm going to go I'm going where you went Paul Paul 28-17. I think it's going to be I, hey, I don't think I'll take it, be, man. Yeah, it's going to be one of those it's going to be one of those kind of games uh we're playing without Amari Cooper. Uh offensively, we got to get a lot of things going. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me obviously if we scored more, but I just want to go on the, you know, more moderate. Just 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 say it's going to be 28-17, Cowboys okay. win, and they put it away early. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be away early. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pander to one of our special guests and say, none of you have said that the kickoff return is going to go for a touchdown, so I'm going there. Yeah, see, I'm smooth. Yeah. I'm smooth with the capital smooth. It's going to come. Yeah, this, you just leave it there right in, you know? Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, um, I mean, obviously, that's uh, what we've got you guys on for, for the Thanksgiving special. We've had a few people bouncing in and out. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And we do say this all the time, that, Heckma, you are from the Cowboys media team. You are the UK Cowboys MVP uh, for us. You always give us your time. Like, yep. okay, I might message you like I phoned you the other week. Mike. Luckily, I timed just Mike. right. I timed Mike, it just right. You guys don't understand. The only thing special about me is that I love my wife and I can talk about the Cowboys to a baby, okay? <laughs> no, don't ever feel like, don't you ever feel like you're burdening me. Yeah, I, I was no, just no. waiting on y'all to call me to want to talk about the Cowboys. You know, I can hang up and talk to somebody else. Oh oh, I mean, you love it. I mean, we'll, we'll message you. We see you. We, we interact with you on the social yep. media. And yeah. every time, it's always straight right back at us. Uh, and we can't thank you enough for what you no, do. And, you, guys. you know, uh, we get a, a depleted amount uh, of NFL coverage over here. So we try our best to try and uh, vacuum out information from all you guys. But all of you, including right. yourself, Hackman, especially, you're always you. willing to give us the information. We can't thank you enough. And uh, I know the, the members of UK Cowboys uh, will want to thank you as well. So thank you very much. Uh, and I hope you have as well a great Thanksgiving over there. Uh, both you, Hackman, and Kenny. Uh, I'm sure Kenny will. He's Happy looking like he's, he's he's just, yeah, it's the calm before the storm for Kenny. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, and I know that you're with Barry as well, doing all of his uh, tailgate uh, yes. work before the game as well. So uh, I know he'll say hello uh, to you from us as well. Yeah, I'll be seeing Barry tomorrow as well. Yes, you're at the event centre. Um, so I'll so... be there. I'll be there wearing my kill at the meet and greet tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all fun and games. Yeah. Um, but so that is it from uh, it is it from us. Hey, We're going to let these guys all go uh, and enjoy the rest of their evening. I, Sorry, Kenny, go on. I just want to tell you, I love you guys, man. And um, man, love you too, man. Uh, we love you, Kenny. Um, just, a, just a little smidget, just a little smidget of your time. 
I, I, no, I, I wish if we could go back in time to the 24 hour show we did it uh, uh, we'd have you no, for the full 24 no, hours I do that ever again mate. <laughs> 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 no, it, honestly it, man, we, you know that we love you Kenny and every time I see yeah. you on uh, okay. Facebook and I see something that you've done it's like I've got it it's just everything just puts a smile on my face with you everything you're doing every, it's just positive right. energy man well I appreciate you guys man. you guys be blessed no. brother all right, uh, uh, yeah, and yourself. Uh, yeah, right, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Right. And uh, we'll see all of you guys on Thursday uh, where we come back. And then we'll be back next Tuesday for the post game show. Uh, but for now, have a great week. See you all on Thursday. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving guys. guys.